You are listening to Grounded Presents featuring Coach Kimmy J, founder of Unveiled Silhouette, with an episode of COB. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of COB with Coach Kimmy J, which is an entity of Unveiled Silhouette. I'm so happy that you are able to join me today. God is so good, and I am so thankful for this message that he is using me to share with you all today. Um, I pray that you all have had a blessed weekend and that this week so far has been absolutely amazing. So I won't hold you long. Let's go ahead and open up with prayer, and then we'll go ahead and dive into this message. Bread of heaven, feed us till we want no more. Thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for this word that encourages us, that instructs instructs us and guides us. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, for being the great I am, for being the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Lord, we just bless you and thank you for forgiveness of sins. We thank you for your faithfulness and your unconditional love. Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be accepted on your sight. I pray that this word will land on fertile soil, Heavenly Father. I pray that it will go forth and that it will be shared and that it will be absorbed and also heard and as well as um, committed to memory and to our hearts. We give you all honor, all glory, and praise. In the magnificent name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Amen. So today's blessing is going to be coming from Leviticus, the 19th chapter, verses 9 through 10. And the title is, And Then Some. Okay? And Then Some. All right? So now, let's get to the business. As always, we're going to go ahead and read those two verses from the New Living Translation. And it is read in 2 Corinthians, the 9th chapter. Um, I'm sorry, Leviticus. 19 chapter verses 9 and 10 as our home text and 2nd Corinthians the 9th chapter will be a uh, text that will be within the message okay so let's first talk about harvest this is the time of the year the end of the year when we get into October November you hear so many people talking about harvest and it's harvest time and also just in thinking about that we think about farmers we think about the crops and everything um, and so we hear that word quite often, especially this time of year. But what is harvest? What is a harvest? Harvest is a season when crops are gathered. It's It means to gather. It means it's a time when crops are ripe and ready. So a time of maturity. Also, in the biblical harvest, it means two things. It's two parts. It's God's provisions for us and God's blessings for others. Also, last definition for harvest when you think about it, it is the yield of one one's growing season. So it is the yield of what you have done. You hear all the time in the biblical sense of reaping what you sow. And so I really want to talk to you all today uh, again about this harvest and how it's important and how it turns and plays into our modern 2022 and, and beyond. So. When you think about the harvest, and like I said before, we were talking about the farmers and the crops and everything, there are several steps that they have to go through when it comes to harvesting. But I'm not going to go over all the steps, but there were two that stood out specifically uh, for this message and for um, the purpose of time. And the first step would be seeding. Seeding, where you check to make sure the soil is good enough so that the seeds can germinate, so that they can take root and start to grow. It means that they're coming into being. It means to develop. And as you notice, sometimes, uh, most times when I pray, I pray about this message, making sure that it falls on fertile soil, that the soil is good because I want the word of God to go forth and be able to germinate, to take root, to start to grow. It's coming to the being of knowing the Lord and to develop. So that's a very important 
very first step when it comes to any type of growing, any type of harvesting. You want to make sure that it's in a good place. You don't want it to be in, in a position where it's being attacked by other weeds or where it's not uh, planted deep enough, where it can't take root and where it can't grow. The second step was growing, okay? And that's when they take the time, they put more fertilizing on the crops. They're doing something that's called gleaning, which we uh, will discuss and talk about uh, in this message. And all that is, is when when gleaning, when you hear about gleaning, that's when the farmers uh, pick undesirable crops or um, something they don't really necessarily want. And they let people pick that so they can be used to feed the hungry. Um, and this, off, this often occurs uh, after harvest takes place as well. And so I want to talk to you about your harvest time. I want to talk to you about you reaping what you're sowing. I want to talk to us about our mindset when it comes to giving, period. Okay, so many times we look at what we have first to make a decision on if we can give or what we can give. And it's important that we not be greedy. Yes, you work hard for what you have, but if it wasn't for the Lord, you wouldn't have anything at all. And we can never, ever lose sight of that important fact. God, It all belongs to God anyway. We're being faithful stewards of what he's given us. So we can't look at it as mine, mine, mine. It's his. Because like I said, everything belongs to him anyway. We shouldn't look at giving to the poor as a waste. Sometimes you hear people say, well, that was just a waste to give that to them. They don't know what to do with that. They, they couldn't um, really enjoy that, you know, as somebody that has had it before or whatever, whatever. When you give to someone, don't look at it as a waste. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful gift to be able to give to anybody. Uh, we should be happy that a need has been satisfied when you give. And that takes us to the, the scripture that I was telling you about that would be further in the text, 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. The seventh verse says, you must decide in your heart. I can't decide for you. Coach Kim and Jay can't decide for you. You must decide in your heart how much to give. And it's very important when you're deciding how much to give that you don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Just because you see somebody give $100 or just because you see someone gave um, their whole closet wardrobe away does not mean that you should be in competition. It doesn't mean that you should do it reluctantly because they did it and you don't want to hear their mouth or you don't want to feel uh, less than because you didn't do just as more. Don't give reluctantly and please don't give out of pressure. Because remember, God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And in case you need a reminder, cheerfully means happily, readily, willingly. So if you're giving to somebody, I don't care how much you give. If you're giving it with hate in your heart, if you're giving it not wanting to, if you're giving it for a tax write-off, if you're giving it simply because you think it's the thing to do and you don't really want to do it, you'd be better off keeping it. And that's just as sincere as it can be. And that makes me think about, you know, this time of year, harvest is supposed to be a happy time. You very seldom hear anybody sad or, or feeling um, depressed or anything when it comes to harvest time because it's, it's a time of charity. It's a time of giving. And think about this time of year, people start asking you to give. It's the end of the year and people become so generous. You see the Salvation Army in different places out ringing the bells, asking for money, asking for donations. You have different places that are doing food drives. The employers are doing annual giving. You have toys for tots, angel tree, and the list goes on and on around this time of year on how we can help those in need. But it's important to understand the needs don't just happen at the end of the year. We can't just wait till 
the end of the year to decide to bless people. We can't wait till we're done. We can't wait till we look at the end of what we have and then make a conscious decision to give. I want you to be challenged today with this message, okay? And that's why it's called and then some. Don't get caught up in feeling like you do not have enough to give. Don't feel like if you give too much, you yourself are going to experience lack. There's no such thing. We have to remove the I just had enough for me and mine mentality because that's not true and that's contradictory to the word of God. What if every time you ate, two or three people behind you got fed as well? What if your labor, your work, your hard work provided for you and your family and even more people? Would you slack off? Would you work harder knowing that information? There's two things that happen when we give. And again, we're still in 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. It says, the needs of the believers will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. So when you give, two wonderful things happen. Needs are met and God receives the glory. So there's a, that's a win-win across the board for you, Sharon. But I'm going to take it even a step further on how wonderful and how beneficial it is for you to give. I'm challenging you, I'm challenging you today to look at all you've done throughout the year. Because that's what happens. You got this this these plants and different things that are growing. You have all this work that you are doing, these ministries, these blessings and things you're doing all throughout the year, and here we are at the point of harvesting. I want you to take stock of your harvest. And I want you to realize and ask yourself. Who all benefit from your harvest? Who is it that's benefited from your hard work? And then I want you to take it a step further. I want you to stop putting a cap on who and how others are blessed. Because we do it. We'll say, well, hey, I did so-and-so, and so I gave. I give you a round. So I'm not going to do anything at the end of the year. You hear people say, I gave at the office, so I'm not going to do anything else. Don't put a cap on your giving. Because in the Word of God, he has promised to provide and increase your resources. He has said that he will enrich in every way so that you can always be generous. So in other words, what am I saying, Coach Kimmy J? I am saying there is no such thing as giving too much. There will not come a time in your life where you're going to say, I gave so much, now I don't have anything. That's what the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians. He is going to continue to bless and increase your resources so that you can continue to be generous. My, my, isn't that something? It's a win-win situation for you to give. We started off in talking about Leviticus, and Leviticus is a time when the people were harvesting. And what they would do is they wouldn't try to get everything they had. They wouldn't try to make sure that every grape, every fruit, everything was picked up. They would drop some stuff. They would leave stuff behind so that the people behind them, those that were less fortunate, could come behind them, their hard work, their labor, and still benefit from it so that they too could eat. And that's what we have to do as Christians, as believers. We can't get so focused on what we have, what we want, who we help, who we won't help. You're either going to be generous and you're either going to bless or you're not. You're either going to do it cheerfully or you're not. And then, and, and then some, that title stands out because it means when you say and then some, it means plenty more than that. Isn't it good to know that you won't experience lack just because you're giving? Isn't it good to know that not only in your giving, you will receive more so that you can give more? It's a win-win situation. 
to God be the glory. Amen. So again, I challenge you in this time of harvest to not try to gather up every single thing that you've worked so hard for, but to share it, to allow those that come behind you to benefit from it, to do and give cheerfully, readily, and not reluctantly because God loves you. And also walk in the promises of knowing that God will continue to increase your resources so that you can continue to be generous and bless others. You will not experience any lack in this season if you continue to cheerfully give. Amen. Amen. What a word. I pray that this message blesses. As I say, I don't stand before you long, but I just really wanted to put this message out there for this time of year as we get ready to pull in our yield and reap um, the harvest that we've sown. Think about others cheerfully because it could have been it could have been the other way. Okay, it could always be the other way. It's by God's grace that we are where we are today. Amen. Let's close out in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises and remind us, Lord, that we won't experience any type of lack if we cheerfully and readily give to those who need, Heavenly Father, whatever it may be. We thank you, Lord, for who you are, for what you've done and will do in our lives and the lives of others. Thank you for the harvest. Thank you for provision. Thank you for needs being met, Heavenly Father. You receive all the glory is because of you and not because of us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You all have a wonderful day. Remember the task at hand. Thank you for joining me for another episode of COB with Coach Kimmy J, an entity of Unveiled Silhouette. May God bless you and have a good day. Bye. To share your story or to learn more about how you can become an affiliate of Grounded and possibly be featured in an upcoming interview or podcast, visit groundedjeremiah2911.com.